Hello and welcome to the Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean. This podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the everyday normal rhythms of life. And I've got all the guys with me on the podcast. This is Rob Spikes, your pastor of discipleship. Kevin Knorr, pastoral assistant. Alex Tate, Sacred City Youth Director. And since this topic we have today is a discipleship issue. We're all just going to look at Rob. Oh, <laughs> oh, Rob has the answer. <laughs> him answer. Here's the question, folks. Uh, a few weeks ago, or maybe a month ago, I don't know, I'm preaching through the book of Nehemiah, and it comes to this section of the text where hmm. the Spirit of God moves God's people, hmm. and they say, bring out Ezra, so bring out the man of God, and tell him to bring the book. Yes, bring and it. And over and over and over in the text, it was, read from the book, hear from the book, obey the book, we want to know the book, right? And I had a listener email me and say, Justin, how do you develop a hunger for the Word of God? Mm. Um. And I think that's a great question. Yeah, it is. It's an excellent question. You know, there's, I know a lot of men, a lot of women out there um, who want to follow Jesus. Maybe they go to church pretty, pretty regularly. They go to missional community. And there's something maybe that's, that naturally draws them into community and draws them to the service. And they're even moved by the word and they're moved by the preaching and the singing and everything. But when they leave, they struggle um, to bring that maybe motivation home. Mm. Yeah. So something in their life prohibits them, let's say, mm-hmm. from stoking the fires mm-hmm. of love for God's word and reading God's word and being in. And if you're not a man or woman of God's word, you're not going to be able to fight temptation with it. You're not going to be able to wield it against the wiles of the devil. You're not going to be able to teach it to your children. You're not going to be able to um, wash your wife with the water of the word. You're not going to be able to Mm -hmm. correct her in a godly biblical way Mm -hmm. that the scripture tells us to do. Um, And you're not really going to be able to disciple people very often. So so it's a a critical need, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and yeah, we we eat when we're hungry. Yeah. Yeah. If, If we never got hungry... We could probably waste away and die. That would be a significant. I've never heard of anybody doing that, but that would be a significant issue, right? Mm-hmm. If you never got hungry and therefore you never really ate, mm-hmm. um, that'd be a significant significant issue. So if you, so this guy asked me, how do I develop hunger for the Word of God? Yeah. So uh, the assumption under the course of the question is is that you, you really never do hunger for the Word of God until you have the Spirit of God within you. Yeah. But I would let's go with this. The, the very question of asking, I want to hunger for the Word of God, reveals something, and that is that you've got the Spirit of God is in you, giving you that initial hunger, that initial yeah. start. Yeah. So I'm assuming that it's probably going off of that, but how do I develop that? How do I yeah, grow that? So one of the ways that I become more hungry for the Word of God is surrounding myself with people who are, who, who I perceive as more hungry for the word of God hmm. than I do. Sure. And what I mean by that is I get around people who hmm. know the word of God and I'm like, what? How did they memorize that whole book of the Bible? Yeah. Or how yeah. do they understand the Bible so well? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do they, how can they memorize so much or 
quote it so often or use it in counseling. They're so good with the word of God mm. that I, I know that requires a hunger and them actually becoming a workman, mm. you know, who's good with the sword, who's good with the word of God. And so when I see a guy, when I meet a guy or, or a gal who's better uh, with the word of God, I want to be around that person. Mm. And by that, um, I don't meet too many people. I'll just tell you this in real life. I don't meet too many people who have a, a greater desire for, for the word of God than I personally do. Some of my pastor friends do, and I've, I've got a few, but um, most people that I find are dead guys, are, are theologians, yeah. or they're in a book, or mm. maybe it's a podcast that I got to go listen to. And, mm-hmm. and I, by being in their presence, um, it stirs up a desire mm. in me to know the word of God. Yeah. So that, that's one way. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it's an interesting, I just was going back to Acts in the book of Acts, Peter preaches the word of God in Acts chapter two, they're convicted and he tells them what to do to, to, to believe, to believe in Christ. And then it says those who received his word were baptized and were added that day 3000. But the next thing they do is they devote themselves. Here's what they do. They devote themselves to the apostles teaching and fellowship into the breaking of bread and prayers. So basically, this is what you're saying that they they begin to surround themselves. First of all, to hear the word of God, apostles' teaching, but then they begin to fellowship, surrounding themselves with people who are like minded in yeah. terms of wanting to know the word of God. It's just like anything. Hmm. If you want to get good at golf, you start hanging out with people who yeah. are good at golf, golf yeah. and you they tell you, "Hey, your sw- swings off" or whatever. Yep, and if you hang out with people who are good at golf and they're talking about their love for golf and talking about this course and that course and this swing and this and that club, mm-hmm. and it stokes your desire and then mm-hmm. you want to go play more golf. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so the same is true with the word of God. Right. You've got to be around people who, who have that hunger right. and mm-hmm. that hunger is meant to rub off, rub yeah. off on you. Yeah. I think it's key too. And it's important to uh, ask for that desire when you're in prayer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think, I mean, I think it's key to be around people in community, but I think like, you know, it's so tangible and we're always like, what can we do that's tangible? What can we do that that we could touch, that we could see? Um, but, you know, God in scripture talks about asking for wisdom. And um, I think that's something that we should should do is, is pray about it. James says, you have not because you yeah, ask not. not. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. And God is a good father. Yeah. And he wants you to ask him for good gifts. Mm-hmm. Right, not just cars and mm-hmm. <laughs> and houses and and promotions, but yeah, what father would not want you to come to him and say, "I want to desire yeah. your word." Yeah, I mean that's when you read in the Psalms. You know, David desired the word of God more than he desired anything. Yeah. you know, he's in the watches of the night. He's meditating on the Lord and he's seeking yeah. the Lord. Right, and this is Psalm nineteen. Um, 7 through 10, it says this, the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. So Mm -hmm. God's word revives our soul, brings Mm -hmm. the dead to life. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Mm -hmm. So do you want your soul to be revived? Love the word. Do you want to go from simple Mm -hmm. to wise? Mm -hmm. Love the word. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. Mm -hmm. You want to have joy in your heart? comes from the word of God. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. So again, mm-hmm. enlightenment, bringing wisdom, um, bringing us out of darkness, helping mm-hmm. us see the way the world works. Yeah. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, mm-hmm. even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey 
the drippings of the honeycomb in keeping them there is great reward so David's just showing here this is how we should desire right? Mm -hmm. we should desire the word of God and it's good for us to desire the word of God so what what else you know what are some other ways to to, if we're not hungry for the word of God to, to develop that hunger well I just think if my kids aren't eating dinner nine times out of ten it's because they're snacking throughout the day right mm-hmm. they're they're filling themselves up with junk here and there when they Uh-oh. shouldn't be uh-huh. and so if you want to be hungry for the word of God what are what are the the spiritual potato chips you know where's your time going where's your affection going that's not God that's kind of filling you up in a way not in a lasting way not in a meaningful way mm-hmm. that's a great question that's good so we are spiritual beings. Mm-hmm. Every human being is naturally religious. And so we're going to be worshiping something. Yeah. And if we are not hungry for God and God's word, then it might be because we are actually worshiping something else yeah. and we're filling ourselves up with something else. So if money does it for me, yeah. then first thing in the morning, I'm going to be checking my stocks. I'm going che- mm-hmm. to be yeah. checking the, sure. the market. I'm going to be right... I'm going to be thinking about money. I'm going to be listening to money podcasts. Well, what am I doing? All I'm doing is taking all that Psalm I just read and replacing the word of Lord with money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm seeking money. I'm I'm still seeking. I'm still hungry. I'm just not hungry for God. Mm -hmm. I'm hungry Mm -hmm. for money and money will never revive the soul. Yeah. Right. As soon as money's gone, what happens? The soul is crushed. Yeah. Mm. We've had two, uh, millionaires in the past couple weeks here c- commit suicide, mm-hmm. right? Because money um, <laughs> is a terrible god, yeah. right? It, it 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 will fail you. So I think we. So if we're not hungry for God, we need to. What am I feasting on? Yeah. Right. What yeah. am I feasting on? Am I am I stoking idolatry? Mm-hmm. Is there something in my life that's more important than God? And if there is, repentance means turning away from that for a season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it might be creating the discipline mm-hmm. of um, not going to play golf or mm-hmm. not checking my financial accounts before I read my Bible. Mm-hmm. I have to read yeah. my Bible first, right? Yep. Starving that thing, starving that idol in order to feed a new and greater affection for something better. Yeah, yeah. 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 And that's good because when we, when we think about the, cr- the quality or the characteristic of the Word of God, it's living and active. It's uh, that which is going to really bring life. And so as we spend more time there in it, it is increasing our life and love for, for it itself. I mean, it's, it's, it's made to grow our appetite, which is yeah. the very question that was being asked. It, it's made to grow us more hunger, hungry for it. So that'd be... Now, here's... Yeah, and to play off that, both, both of what you, you guys both said, <clears throat> our kids, for whatever reason... If you put a steak in front of your kids and you put potato chips, which one do they choose? Potato chips. chips. Potato, potato chips. chips. Absolutely. They are idiots. <laughs> no, for real. Like, yeah, fools. You know, like you could have a hundred dollar steak sitting there, yeah. and a three dollar or seven dollar—I don't even know how yeah. many, whatever—bag of chips, mm-hmm. and they're going for the Pringles. They're Absolutely. going for the chips, right? Yep. So we have to take away that those chips yeah. and make them eat the steak. And then as they eat the steak and the more they eat the steak, they'll actually come to realize someday, man, this steak is a yeah. whole lot better yeah. than those potato mm-hmm. chips yeah. or whatever, whatever yeah. it is, right? 
And that's the way it is with the Word of God. Listen, the Word of God is not potato chips. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that? You can understand the sto- kids can understand some of the stories, but it is dense. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You can just be honest and say, mm-hmm. I think, is it Paul that? No. It's Peter. It was Peter that said some of the things that Paul says are hard to, are understand. Hard to understand. Peter's talking about Paul. He's like, hey man, most of it's under, most of it's pretty understandable, pretty easy, but nah, there's some stuff in there that are real hard yeah, to understand. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, there's some hard stuff to understand. It's old. It's different. You know, mm-hmm. came from different uh, time and different mm-hmm. language. It's been translated, so it, it's not easy. So we don't want to just simply say, "Well, God by His Spirit should give you a desire for the Word," and then you jump in and it should be easy. Right. No, mm-hmm. it's not. It's right. you're developing a taste for something. Yeah. So it's going to require repeated effort. It's going to require discipline, consistency, over time. And Rob and I were just joking before we came on air here. Because in one sense, we can be taken aback when someone says, hey, um, what do I do if I just don't desire God's word? Because I've been reading the Bible every single day for 20 years, mm-hmm. and now I've got a certain level of comfortability mm-hmm. with, the, with the text. Yeah. I see the interconnectedness of mm-hmm. different texts. I see the grand story that goes through everything. I see how it all points to Christ. I have a lot of it memorized in my mm-hmm. mind. And so when I read this scripture, I remember that scripture, and I go, oh, man, and I just get lost in it, and yep. I love yeah. it. Get and excited. I, think yep. I get excited. Mm-hmm. I think it's the best book in the world. And you guys know that because when I get up on Sunday morning, I'm pretty excited <laughs> to preach about yeah. it, right? Like That's good. Every week, I'm literally like, this is the best text I've ever read in my life. Mm-hmm. But we forget when you first step into it, and mm-hmm. you're just reading it, and it kind of almost reads like mm-hmm. hieroglyphics. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Right? We can forget that when you're just stepping into it. Now, I want you to think. Many people can be turned away and say, oh, I can't do this. But, I, but think about whatever it is that you enjoy the most in life or maybe that you're the best at, mm. okay? Think about the first time you ever did that, mm-hmm. right? So, I'll, you know, whether I could talk about jujitsu or wrestling or I could talk about mountain biking, but mountain biking, I, I love to mountain bike. I, I go to the craziest places in the country to mountain bike, mountain bike. I'm literally mountain bike off of the top of mountains in Colorado with 500 foot cliffs off the right hand side. I, I jump, I drop, I do all kind of crazy stuff on my bike. But the first time I rode a bike, I crashed. Like, yeah. you know, I was five years old and I, and I, yeah. or something, I'm just making that name. I don't know when I was, but whenever it was, I didn't just take off. I, I, I fell. Yeah. Right. And I, and I, I remember one time, pedaling and running in right into the side of a van like mm-hmm. head on right inside of a van because yeah. I didn't know how to turn right mm-hmm. inside of a van well I have all this freedom now to ride in some crazy places and do some fun stuff because I've been riding a bike for 40 years yeah. right just getting better at it consistently over time yeah. you know you guys give me another example I think we have to ask ourselves is um, will our schedules allow it um, and I know a lot of uh, people, like, their their schedules don't look like our schedules, right? They wake up at 6 a.m., they go to work and probably till f- 5, 5 p.m., and then before you know it, they got to take their kids to certain places, and then they're not home until 8 o'clock at night. Okay. And then by then, they're wiped out or whatever the situation I'm going to say, be. what you just said is, I believe, a great defeater belief. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe it's true. hmm I think everyone's schedule allows it mm-hmm. you make your schedule right 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 so here's here's what what you said was our our schedules are different no 
I built homes, and I still woke up early before I went went out the house, and I mm-hmm. read my Bible and I read yeah. my book. Like, so I did this when I was on the job mm-hmm. site. I was listening to pod. I was listening before their podcast audiobooks on the job site and driving contractors crazy because they're Christian audiobooks. But when I worked at Whole Foods, mm-hmm. I had to be there at six a.m. I was waking up at four thirty a.m. in order to get my Bible time in. Yeah. So anyone can do this. Yeah. Anyone can do this. Mm-hmm. But you have to put it in your schedule. Yep, for sure. Right? Nobody's schedule allows. You have to make it mm-hmm. make it happen. But what I wanted I wanted to say I wanted another example. Well, another example, if you're wanting a, a picture, I was just when you made me think of the bike bike thing is skiing. So downhill skiing. Oh man, was I so bad at that when I first put those skis on? Awkward, felt weird. Got yeah. off the you know got off the, the first lift and guess what I did? Fell immediately. Fell yeah. in where, where people were trying to get off the lift, so they're dragging me off there, you know, kind of a thing. And then then of course You're when I'm like, I'm that guy. And then then you know I'm this long skinny lanky kid trying to learn how to yeah. ski. And then of course you're doing the snowplow. You know you look stupid. You're falling down even doing that. You can't get the feel for it. But then there's also this moment when you get this. You all of a sudden feel it. You feel something, mm-hmm. and you do it right, and then you just keep doing it. And before you know it, you're no longer snow plowing, and you're starting. And then you're starting to do what? You're going up to the top of the mountain, and you're starting going from the greens to the blues to the blacks, double, 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 you know, diamond, black diamonds, all that kind of stuff. So that's that would be another example I was thinking of in terms yeah. of. And I love it. I mean, I love the ski. I, I you know, and and the thrill and the uh, of it gets makes me want to do it more and more. Yeah, and you get to go on the top of a mountain. Yeah. In the middle of, it's just white, and they drop you off. Yeah. And you get to <laughs> ride down on skis, right? Like, right. It's the most crazy thing that you get to do, but it's it's a glory. You get to experience. Yeah, there's a glory to it. A glory. Yeah. That those who don't put in the time. Right. Won't. Right. Well, yeah. the same thing is with the Word of God. Mm. If you don't put the time in, like skiing, learning to ski takes time. Learning to ride a bike takes mm-hmm. time. Learning to wrestle or play football or or sew, or knit, or cook. Yeah. How many of you? I'm a, you're like that. Our wives' first meal, right? That first when we first got married, that first meal. Many of the times, it did not turn out great. Will anybody admit it? Or nah, it? nah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. My wife about. can throw down, right? man. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. No, but I think a great example is. Uh, I mean. Um, for, for a lot of people that maybe can't read as well or maybe they're dyslexic or whatever that situation may be, um, even just listening to the word could give you the rhythm and following along yep. to be able to like um, get a rhythm of like, okay, I'm reading along and then before you know it, after listening and reading along, you start actually opening up the word and reading it yourself. Yeah. So. Right, yeah. that's good. Yeah, they have you know the Bible on apps, they have mm-hmm. the Bible on CDs, they have the Bible yeah. on anything. You, you, know, you can listen to the Bible in any different language, you can choose the accent you want. If you want yeah. a British man to read to you, you can yeah, have yeah. a British man. You know, um, Dwell Bible app's got all this stuff, so you can you can do that. It's huh. good. Um, and I know that I, I wasn't planning to, you know, kind of pick apart defeater beliefs, but there's defeater beliefs that oh, I've got ADHD or I've got ADD, and mm-hmm. I, I can't. And and I just have to say, guys, I've I've had ADHD from. Yeah. Day one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a surprise! Yeah, who, who would have knew, right? Yeah, right. And there are ways. There are ways that ADHD is a blessing. But there's some reason. Sometimes yeah. I'm literally like, the reason I, I have the energy that I have, and I can preach the way that I have, and I can study, is because I have ADHD. Yeah. And with ADHD, part of it comes 
there, there's a, a consequence that comes with hyper focus. Like there are times if I play it right and I use different things that I get an intensity of focus that is almost like a superpower. Hmm. So Amanda would always say when we first got married, she'd be like, hey, I, I want you to remodel the kitchen. And I'd put it off, put it off, put it off, put it off. And then finally I'd go, okay, I'm going to do it. And then I would get this hyper focus of I'm not stopping hmm. until this is done. Yeah, for sure. And I would remodel the kitchen in three days. Yeah. You know, like got the thing and do the, and, and I'm working like 14, 16 hour days just to crush it in, in a three day time. Because I just want it over with. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, I just want, and so I'm willing to, and, the, and reading. So for me, it takes getting up early where there's no distractions around me. Mm-hmm. And it takes a cup of coffee. And it takes a space, yeah. a chair, a corner, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's fire burning, oh, that's a win. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? If I can create that little environment, that's a win. Um, a cup of coffee. And, and for my ADHD brain, caffeine helps me focus. Yep. Yeah. And it gives yeah. me that, that maybe that's, you know, the, the intensity that mm-hmm. part of the intensity that I can yeah. get from it. And then it's just. You know, I read, I, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. usually it's, I read for an hour. Yeah. You know, I read for an hour and then I'm on to something else. Mm-hmm. And what I do, oh man, who was this? I just sent it to all you guys. And, um, oh, it was John Stott. John Stott, speaking of pastors, he said they should read, they should read an hour every morning. They should read one mo- one whole morning every week uh, or uh, either a morning or an evening every week. Every month they should read for a whole day, hmm. um, and then every year they should have like a whatever it was like a three like a week long reading retreat or something. Is he like is he referring to the Word of God or just all kinds of reading? I think he's referring to all kinds of okay. all kinds of reading, not okay. just the Word of God, okay. but all kinds yeah. of reading. Okay, but that just hmm. popped into my head. Right so I, w- I wonder, would this be another? As we're talking about the hungering for the Word of God, um, your your picture there, Kevin, of of your children, and you know they're eating potato chips and other things on the other side. Another thought I had is that it's possible, uh, using another, maybe a metaphor here or analogy, is that that of exercise. So as we exercise our spiritual gifts or as we as we do our as we do services, God is calling us into service, or as God is calling us into a relationship to be on mission to somebody, that that can also give us a hunger for the Word of God that we would be able to uh, you know, come to a point where you're like, I don't know what yeah. scripture has to say. I best go look it up and sure. learn yeah. learn it. So maybe another way of getting that hunger is to be ministering. Yeah, for sure. Be in community. You're at your MC and you want to say something. Yeah. You yeah. want to help. You want to provide. Mm-hmm. Well, if you don't know the word of God, you're not going to be very helpful. Yeah. Or or even, you know, think about your own family. If you want to, if you want to start establishing some kind of a family rhythm, rhythm at, the, at dinner time. Yeah be ready to say something. <laughs> and so to be ready to say something, even if it means just simply we're going to go through the book of John family and you read it in the morning so that you can have something to share in the evening, yep. that may be a way of just kind of creating that desire to, to get to know better the book of John as an example. Yep. Um, the next thing I would say to go right along with this, hunger can be overrated. Mm. I don't get hungry very often. I just eat every morning before I leave for work and I eat lunch and I eat dinner. 
right? Mm-hmm. But most of the time, I eat because we eat dinner at 5.30. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm not, you know, I do get hungry, but, you know, especially right before dinner, I do get hungry. But <laughs> what, what I mean by that is maybe, maybe hunger is overrated, and maybe we just need to schedule the thing. Yeah. Just put yeah, it in sure. the counter. Just mm-hmm. put it in the counter. Like, mm-hmm. So I know I'm prone. Um, part of my ADHD, vi- I'm very visually stimulated. So YouTube videos or social media is junk food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. So I've gotten off of most social media. I'm still on YouTube. Um, I don't do Instagram. I don't do Facebook. I just started doing a little bit of Twitter again after basically I've been off it for like probably like five years or something. Um, and that's more to stay caught up on kind of what's going on in the world. But one, one of the rules I have for myself is, is so social media can stir me up. And mm. once I'm stirred up, I don't stop. Mm. Yeah. Right. And when I'm reading the Bible and I'm reading, I need to be, I, I don't need to be stirred up. I yep. need to be focused and calm. And so my, I pick up my phone, you know, my alarm goes off. I pick up my phone. I walk downstairs I make my cup of coffee, mm-hmm. and I refuse to look at the news. I refuse to open social media. I mm-hmm. refuse to do YouTube. I refuse to open email. Yeah. I refuse to do anything with my phone until I'm done with my Bible time. Yeah, that's good. And my, and my reading. And I think that's just really good because you're you're eliminating any distractions, right? Because sometimes when you pick up your phone, your your thumb automatically goes to Instagram. Your thumb automatically goes to Facebook. Whatever that is, and before you know it, you're you're scrolling. And an hour goes by, or fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, and before you know, oh, I gotta go to work, and you you're always missing that yep. that point where it's tr- you're trying to get that study time in. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. For sure, yeah, yeah. That's a good, that's a really interesting point. You talking about hunger being overrated? I don't know if it's a hundred percent true, but I've heard it said that if you get to the point where you're hungry, like your stomach's growling, or where you're thirsty then that actually indicates that you're dehydrated or that you're, you're past the point where you should have eaten. Mm-hmm. And so those are kind of like warning signs. And so I wonder, to your point, that's probably a, a super similar principle if you're getting to the point where you're like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm starving for the word of God. It means that you haven't eaten. Yeah, it's like been too long. To. That's yeah, good. It's been too long, man. Huh. <clears throat> it's good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <clears throat> So we've said so far, obviously, the, the Spirit of God has got to give you that hunger in the sense of being born again. Yeah. Alex, you mentioned prayer, importance mm-hmm. to be praying for, asking God to give us that hunger. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the importance of being around others who mm-hmm. already hunger for the Word of God and can give us that desire and help us to see that desire to have more of the Word of God. We've talked about uh, making careful that we don't eat junk food, yeah. so we're giving ourselves over to other things versus we're giving ourselves over to the Word of God as that which fills us up. Talked about exercise, using serving, serving and uh, using the ministry that God has given to us to give us a desire to, to do more. And then the last one there is just being careful. What was this? The Oh, just the, uh, not getting distracted off of other things. That kind of goes back to this whole idea of not eating junk food, but certainly the whole issue of social media and, and not allowing ourselves to get distracted off of that, which is not truly important for our and, lives. And just putting it in the calendar. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, put it in yeah. the calendar. Right, right. Just, just it's part of your day. Yeah, it's just, part of your schedule. Part of your schedule. That's what it is. Yeah, just doing it. Yeah. It's good. I'd say don't get discouraged. So we talked about mm. family discipleship, right? Yeah. Your kids are going to ask bizarre questions and you won't always know the answer. Hold on, let me let me comment on this. Yeah. I 
like I said, I read a lot. I pray a lot. I've been studying the Word of God for over 20 years. Um, I feel like I have a pretty good handle on the Word of God. And my kids can spin me upside down. Yes. In the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like you try to have a little, you just try to talk about something and they can ask questions or they just joke around or they do. And you're like, it's, I'll just tell anybody, it is hard. Yeah. Yeah. Oftentimes. Now, many times it's because we're, maybe we're trying to do too much in a moment and Mm -hmm. and we just got to, it's a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. You're not going to have some great Bible study and some great, you know, yeah. uh, devotional at dinner. You know, it's just one. But I just want people to know that discipling your kids and teaching your kids yeah. the Word of God, it's hard. Yeah, yeah, it is really hard. Right. It is hard. Right. Right. It's good. So, yeah. Go ahead, yeah. Jim. Exactly that point. Not not getting discouraged. If you're like, man, I want to get into this. I want to be, you know, I want to lead my family well. And your kids ask a, a just truly bizarre question. Not going, ah, well. I can't do this, so I'm not going to. Yeah. Instead, study it. Look yeah. into it. Let let that propel you to. If there is an an well, if there's a, a reasonable answer, study it so that you can give it. Yeah. You know. I think that's good too because um, even when you're studying the Bible, you like for yourself, you can get stuck. Like I don't even know what this is saying. Right. You know. Right. It goes back to what Justin was talking about with Peter and Paul. Right. And there's like even in the U version, there's multiple different. Um, layers of like breakdown of scripture but then also like don't be too proud to to reach out and ask questions yeah. um, and I think that's some of the hindrance of, of men leading their homes where they're too proud or they're too ashamed to be able to come and ask questions um, to others so I would just say if, if you're listening you know if, if you're frustrated or you you don't know what the what's going on in the scripture um, be okay to you know ask questions yeah, yeah ask questions ask your spouse to help mm-hmm. you ask your wife yeah. to help you um, and teach what you know yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Teach what teach what you, teach what you know, yeah. and your kids probably know less than you. So teach yeah. what you know, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, stick with what you know for a while, yeah. and, and then and then grow. In your yeah, singing. that's good. And I'd go back to when we come back to just saying we're going to schedule this within our within our day. Uh, there are some days when I come away from my Bible reading feeling like, wow, that was great. I got something just jumped out and leapt out at me. But there's a lot of days that doesn't happen. Yeah. I don't don't let that deter you. You know, just it's 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 just doing it. Think about it. How many meals right. have you walked away from and you never even thought about it? Yep. Mm-hmm. But that meal still fed you. That meal right. still yeah. nourished you. That right. meal still did something. It became a part of you. Right. It yeah. built muscle. That's right. Good. It built and so every time you you're under the word of God, every time you're in the church gathering, every time you're reading the Bible, that word is doing something to you. Right. Yeah. But you I, I never walk away from you know Knowing that workout really just made me fit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's a, that it felt like hell. It was awful. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. it felt off. But I, the collective putting those things together right. makes me into a fit person. Yeah. Right. That's good. Right. Yeah. Now here's maybe the last one that I'll bring up, unless anybody can think of another one. And this one's um a severe mercy from the Lord. So, more than anything else, suffering mm. makes me hungry yeah. for the Word of God. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've counseled enough parents to know a wayward teenager will throw them back and will just create a hunger for the Word of God. They'll... Mm-hmm. they'll 
the, hun- the hunger for the word of God. Yeah. Right? A sickness, a affliction of the flesh. Um, and, and this is what I want to say. Like, I, God is so kind to us that sometimes he will use affliction to, to wake us up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if we're chasing yeah. money, he might cause you to go bankrupt yeah. Yeah. because he's so kind to you that he's, he's ripping that idol from your fingers because you won't do it. Right. And, and that's going to feel like the worst thing that's ever happened to you, and it's going to be terrible and awful, and then you're going to hunger for the everlasting word. Yeah, yeah. The word that doesn't perish mm-hmm. like grass, right? The grass, grass withers and the flowers fade, and the word of the Lord stands forever. So God will do that to you. Um, now, he doesn't. what I don't want you to hear me saying is if you've gotten sick or if you've got that, he, that God's purposely doing that to you because you didn't desire the word of God. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. But God works all things for good, even yeah. as Joseph tells us um, to his brothers, you meant this for evil, mm. but God meant it for my good. Yeah. Um, and God will, God will work that in us. So sometimes God brings great affliction and pain and adversity into our life and that causes us to hunger for the eternal eternal word. Yeah. So what do you say to the person that is like living the good life and they have everything that's given to them and they still can't get this regular rhythm? That good life may be the very curse that's keeping them from the mm. word of God. Okay. In other words, many times God gives us over to the things that we want, and we want mm. things that will make us happy. And God says, "Okay, you'll be happy, but you're actually it's a curse." Yeah. Mm. And that's what we see in Romans, uh, Romans chapter uh, two there, where or Romans one. I mean, where God says, "Well, I'll give you over what you want," yeah. and it actually leads people away from Christ rather mm. than lead them to Christ. And so many times it's wealth, <laughs> good things, uh, and unfortunately, then you die. Without you know, you die without Christ, and of course that's we're talking about an unbeliever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I warn him. I warn him mm. because I've seen. I've been uh, as a pastor. One of the roles of my job has been to watch people screw up their life. Mm. Sure. To watch people disregard counsel and disregard scripture, and to say I'm going to do it my way. And then I've been around here. I've been literally doing ministry in the Quad Cities for over 20 years now, yeah, like 23 years. And I've been, I've seen plenty of people mm. ruin their life. I've seen them uh, worship sports, their mm. kids' sports instead of church. And then I've seen those kids walk away from Jesus. And then I've seen the parents hurt and broken and wonder why. And I was good. I was a good Christian parent. And, and yeah. I was like, well, I was there. And uh, <laughs> actually you didn't take, you didn't come to church and you, yeah. You yeah. taught your kid to worship sports, and now they're worshiping something else. So, but you're the harsh person for saying that, though, right? Well, I mean, I I don't ever I don't know if I've ever actually said that because mm-hmm. I'm 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 saying it from the cheap seats now. Yeah, yeah, they've left, they've walked away, and mm-hmm. they're gone. I've just hmm. I've just seen it. Yeah, yeah. But I've seen it with marriages. I've seen it destroy marriages. I've seen yeah. it destroy. I've seen a bankruptcy. I've seen all kind of different different things that yeah. we saw it coming. We warned, and then they disregarded it. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say the good life. His life walking near to God. That's yeah. the good life. And you can't do that without being in his word. So the siren song of the enemy tries to get us to worship creation. Mm. And we think we're living the good life. And then all of a sudden, the marriage falls apart. All of a sudden, the business breaks. All of a sudden, the kids walk away. Yeah. So uh, keep first things first. And that's yeah. that's God and his word. Mm-hmm. So. That's, good. that's good, man. Okay, well, if you've got any questions, you can email me at justindean at sacredcitychurch.com. We hope this has been a blessing to you. 
we are praying for you. We do love you. And uh, if you could share this anywhere uh, you share it, we'd appreciate it. And we will talk to you soon. God bless. Thank you.